on the macro spiritual level, if everything is one, you're one with other people and everything is one consciousness, then self-love is really just love, right? And from a law of attraction standpoint, the more you practice loving yourself, the more that you love everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another thought-provoking episode of High Vibe in It. We are here today, your hosts, Lindsay, she's an awesome hypnotherapist, Kelsey, that would be me. I'm a transformation facilitator. We'll just keep it at that for keeping it short. And today we wanted to dive into the topic of narcissism versus self-love because Lately in my work as a self-love coach and advocate, and Lindsay comes up against this a lot too in her hypnosis practice, it's like people having this limiting belief or this fear that if I love myself too much, I'm going to become a narcissist, which I never realized that people actually had this as a valid fear. When it kept coming into my sphere, I was very surprised. I was like, whoa, I did not realize so many people were scared if they love themselves, they would become a narcissist or they would be viewed as a narcissist from other people, like maybe misunderstood and made out to be a narcissist when they actually aren't. So we thought it would be a really powerful and intriguing conversation to just dive into the differences and really clear this up once and for all, because it's definitely very, very far from the truth. In fact, I would say just to give a thesis to this whole episode, narcissists and self-lovers, we will call them, people who have healthy self-love, are basically the opposite. (laughs) And I would say narcissism is a manifestation of a lack of self-love. So we're going to be just diving into this. And if this sounds interesting to you, then stick with us for the hour, half hour, however long we go. So I'm like chomping at the bit here. Um, There's so much that we kind of, uh, me and Kelsey kind of like fleshed it out very uh, in a small way before we hit record. And I'm like, let's just hit record because there's so much to talk about. But, you know, when we were talking before we hit record, when you, you did seem quite surprised that people have this, this thought. Uh, And, you know, I don't know the full extent of how Kelsey grew up, but I know that we are similar in a lot of ways. I know one of the ways I grew up was don't be braggy. Okay. Don't, don't be overconfident. Don't, you know, and, and if you think good thoughts, you're jinxing it, you know, all of these little things that we hear, I still think that sometimes, like, I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want to jinx it. I know we think these thoughts or if we're, if we feel too good, or if we are too happy or too proud, it's seen as a bad thing. Um, and so of course, you know, it can stem into things like, well, if I love myself too much, then I'm going to turn into a narcissist. And we were also talking before, um, the show about the, the myth of narcissists, who was the, I think he's a Greek God, (laughs) probably should know the basics, but he was this Greek God named Narcissus who was told he's the son of, I think, a, a sea God or something. And he was told, uh, by a seer when he was young, that he would live a very long life as long as he never recognized himself. Think about that for a second, guys. You will live a very long life if you act if you don't actually recognize yourself. So you'll live long, but you won't be full. You won't be as as fulfilled as you could be. I want everybody to think about this fear for a second. Has this ever come up for you where you think if I love myself or if I'm overconfident, it's gonna somehow come back to bite me in the ass? I'm almost positive everybody has felt this way at one point. So what happened was narcissist ended up looking at himself in the, in a pond or some body of water, which is interesting because his dad was, was a sea God or an ocean God. And he just fell in love with his reflection, his outer reflection. So in this myth, it's very much talking about beauty and physical beauty, but and vanity and vanity. And he loved it so much, his reflection, that he never moved again, meaning he starved to death staring at his own reflection. So think about what this myth tells us, right? Like, don't be overconfident. Don't love yourself. Don't, 
and again, this is vanity, but I think, you know, it can be taken much, much deeper. And I think it was meant to be taken much, much deeper. You know, don't recognize your own true power because you will die. (laughs) Well, and I think we can also explore the differences between self-love and vanity, because I think people group confidence, vanity, uh, lack of humility, they would put all that in the same cup and call it self-love when really they're all very different things. Oh, they love themselves. Well, yeah. Isn't that the name of the game? Like if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard Abraham Hicks or some sort of thought leader in some self-help situation that says that's the name of the game. The reason we come here is to love ourselves, those around us, is to experience that love and to reach the fullness of what we really are, our highest potential. It's impossible to do that, just so you know, if you don't have a full and clear uh, picture of who and what you actually are. And when you know what that is, you can't help but love yourself. Now, I think that it's very important that we talk about the difference between self-love and narcissism. So Kelsey, self-love queen, what is (laughs) self-love? If we don't know what it is, what is it? What do we want people to know about it? Yeah. So I guess there's a couple different basic definitions we can give just to explore the topic and the differences. So I would categorize love in general as taking something or someone in as a part of yourself, right? If I love Lindsay, then I take positive ownership of her when, because I, okay, if is a bad word in this (laughs) instance, I'm trying to give an example. So because I love Lindsay, her well-being is my well-being, right? She's like an extension of me. Or even if I love a, um, a painting that I created and um, I really want to protect it and make sure it doesn't get wet and make sure nobody ruins it because it came from my heart. It's an extension of myself. It's a part of me. If you love your dog, you know, you want to take good care of your dog because your dog's well-being is your well-being. So from that definition of love, to love something or someone is to take it in as a part of yourself. It's a form of inclusion it's a form of all-encompassing it has that energy of you know encompassing everything and everyone so that's like a more spiritual truer definition of love so then to apply to self-love would be to do that with yourself to care about yourself to make your own well-being important to you to make your needs important to you you know there's a million different ways that people express this people who love themselves care about how they feel they go for what they want, they can set healthy boundaries, you know, it's not that you think you're more important than other people. In fact, it's that you make yourself just as important as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And from a more macro level, self-love, it, well, okay, so in the micro, self-love is loving of yourself, right? So loving your parts, loving who you are, loving who you're becoming, loving yourself through hard stuff. But on the macro spiritual level, if everything is one, right? If that rock is one with you and you're one with other people and everything is one consciousness, then self-love is really just love, right? And from a law of attraction standpoint, the more you practice loving yourself as a person, as a unit, as this one entity, um, as this fractal of God, the more that you love everything right? The bigger your capacity to love yourself, the more your capacity to love other people, your friends, your family, the bigger your capacity to have compassion and forgiveness for yourself, the easier it is for you to do it for other people. So really, once we understand this baseline about self-love that actually makes you better at relating, and we look at narcissism, which they say is a personality disorder, but I would really categorize it as like a relating disorder. Um, Like, Because not, I feel like not all narcissists are super narcissistic all the time. I think it comes out more in certain relationship dynamics. Okay. I think that you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Because everyone brings out a different side of us. I'm, I'm this way with Kelsey. I'm a different way with my husband. I'm a different way with my kids. Right. And I surround yourself with people that make you the best version of yourself. And to give another example, like how many times have you been in a relationship where you got really codependent? Or maybe you got really narcissistic, but that's not how you are all the time with everybody. It was just the dynamic of the relationship. 
There was a quote, uh, like a something on Instagram I read that I have been waiting for someone to say, but of course I won't say it first. Maybe I should have. You know what? Next <laughs> time I will. Girl. Somebody said, uh, unpopular opinion. Everyone is toxic sometimes. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, there has been nothing more true <laughs> ever. And I've been thinking about this for a long time. I think we all have, if we're paired up with the right person, sorry, the wrong person, we could be our own worst nightmare. And I think that that's okay to recognize. I think that we need to recognize that because nobody is just toxic. Nobody is just non-toxic. I think because we live in a world of contrast, like me and Kelsey talk about all the damn time, we are experiencing it all, you know, and we are, we are living it all. It's just, that's where the challenge is. Let me surround myself with people who bring out the best in me. Now, we are not saying that every narcissist is just with the wrong person. That's not, <laughs> that's not what we're saying. And, and if you have been with a narcissist, oh my God, that is not what we're saying at all. Uh, I think that some people are more predisposed. I just don't think that anyone is purely absolved all the time from this sort of behavior. It's just it's recognizing- a sliding scale, right? Like yeah. anything. Um, yeah. It's a sliding scale. So yeah, maybe some people are narcissistic 1000% of the time. Maybe some are only 10% of the time. And then it varies like to what degree, right? Like how intense is the narcissism? Not just like how much of the time are people expressing it? But I think to categorize it as a personality disorder, well, okay, I love my therapist out there. We're not psychologists. We're not psychologists. We're not psychologists. But I think part of the beauty of having a different perspective than a psychologist is that it opens up the world to new ideas because I think yeah. what is the book called that they diagnose everyone from? Uh, uh, DSM four. Is that what that is? That yeah. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> I'm probably not making a very strong argument by not knowing what this book is called, but what the point I'm trying to get at is sometimes it can be helpful to label things as a disorder. Yes. Other times to label someone as disordered when really they're just stuck in a bad dynamic or they've DSM five. Yeah, they've practiced these habits, I don't think is always the most beneficial. So anyway, we could go on a whole side tangent about that, but we won't, we're going to stick on topic. And I wanted to say, uh, to add on to what Lindsay said, it is important to recognize, you know, our non goodness, it's important for us to recognize if we're exhibiting unhealthy behaviors, and this actually makes you a safer person to relate with. It's the people who can't recognize their badness. the people who can't recognize their mistakes. It's the people who won't look at the parts of them that aren't good, that are the most dangerous to be in relation to because mm-hmm. they don't even know. Or they won't, they, they either or they can't, can't see or they it won't. or they won't see it. I don't and know if, it, if that's actually worse, but worse yeah. Yeah. than <laughs> claiming your badness. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I like that you said that because that's important. I, I know that self-love and narcissism are, as you said, pretty much opposites. And I 100% agree with you. But for those that are having a hard time with this idea that they are opposites, let's say that on one, just for the devil's advocate, if one end of the spectrum is self-love, whole and complete and wholesome, and the other side of the spectrum is narcissist, like you go all the way and you're a narcissist now. I would like to talk about where that line is drawn, where it's not narcissism, it's just self-love, or it's not self-love, it's just narcissism. And I have a really simple way to decide where the line should be. And then we can kind of dive into it. Uh, I think that the the biggest line in the sand is when you stop loving others as yourself and you start thinking you are either better or that you deserve more or that your happiness has to come at the expense of someone else's well-being. I think that you need to stop and take a look at yourself and, th- and like actually take a look like narcissists and your, at yourself and be like, am I, am I doing this for the greater good or, or am I kind of stepping into, and you know, that's the thing. Like if you think that you can love yourself and if you're the kind of person that can fully love themselves as you love someone else uh, and, and not do that. <laughs> think you're good. I don't think one day a flip, a switch gets flipped. And now all of a sudden you are just better than it. I just don't think it works that way. The kind of person you are is the kind of self-loving person that you will be. You know, I I would basically agree with this line in the sand that you have drawn. I think it's Mm -hmm. a good way to tell what side of the spectrum you might be on in any given moment. Like 
is this detrimental to other people is a good marker or not. Because usually when you're in a really healthy self-loving space, it's going to benefit everyone around you, right? It's the whole metaphor of filling your own cup first, not only filling your own cup, filling your own cup first so that your cup overfloweth to everyone around you, right? And you become a blessing. (laughs) But I think in in the true definition of self-love, you don't feel or believe that you are more valuable than other people you believe that you're just as valuable as other people and you see other people's worth and value too the same way you see it in yourself ever since the global pandemic we've all experienced digital transitions working from home and keeping track of everyday life on our devices became the norm now anyone with a tablet can journal and take notes conveniently But what about finding the perfect digital calendars, planners, journals, and notepads that perfectly suit your needs? It's stressful going through so many conventional designs online. That's why WeBudding is here to fix it. WeBudding is an online marketplace where you can find both functional and aesthetic designs for your digital stationery. With more than 10,000 products coming from a thousand talented artists, it is the largest digital stationery market in the world. Last year, WeBudding accomplished over 300,000 downloads and saved more than 3.7 tons of paper. Now it's your turn. Skip the stress, live organized, be professional, and save the planet with WeBudding. Just visit en.webudding.com slash vibin to get your exclusive 50% discount. That's en.webuddin.com slash vibin to get a 50% discount. en.webudding.com slash vibin. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, lower productivity, and even reduced white blood cell count, which is what helps you fight against disease, viruses, bacteria, and more? Beam Sleep Product Dream Powder is their best-selling healthy hot cocoa. It tastes delicious. It puts you to sleep fast and it helps you sleep solid for hours. And for me, I wake up super refreshed. Like I thought I was a great sleeper before I tried this product already. And I slept with it and I slept like a rock and I woke up like bing, so energized, which is very unlike me. So I highly, highly recommend this product. 98% of people surveyed fall asleep faster when taking beam dream and 99% of people experience better sleep quality. You just mix it into some hot water, some nut milk, you stir and enjoy before bedtime. They also have a new flavor, which is worth mentioning sea salt caramel. The sea salt caramel dream powder is only available for a limited time. So be sure to grab some before it runs out at the end of the summer. And if you don't love anything by Beam, you can get your money back guaranteed for a limited time. Get 35% off when you go to shopbeam.com slash vibin and use code vibin at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash vibin and use code vibin for up to 35% off. How many of you listening, obviously I'm never going to know this, but uh, just take a minute and think about if ever in your life, or even maybe right now, do you feel that you see yourself less valuable or less favorably than either others see you? Like, do you think other people think you as more valuable than you think you are? Or do you see yourself less valuable than others? Either right now or any time in your life, have you ever felt that way? And if the answer is yes, I felt that way at one point or another, or I feel it right now, then that is where you need to fill your own cup. Fill your own damn cup. It helps everyone. (laughs) It helps the world. Because here's what happens when you don't, which is where we go into the narcissistic territory. Because I really feel that narcissistic people, at least the ones that I've met and, you know, dated and in our experience and, and in my personal experience, I would say that narcissists actually don't love themselves, which is 100%. why they have to be such energy vampires and get love and get attention and get affection from everyone around them. I'd say, yeah. And I would say that, yes, absolutely. Narcissism is the toxic version of what, what can happen if you don't love yourself is you start to speak you know how when you, <laughs> you know, the, the guys that drive the really big trucks and there's that thought in your head of like, do they have a tiny penis? And I know this isn't like, <laughs> I don't know if this is a popular thing, but where I grew up, if somebody was driving, they have something to prove, right? You have something to prove. 
you have something to prove. If you are over like showboating, if you have to tell everyone how successful you are, if you must show how rich you are, not because it's a nice thing to do for your friends, but because you have to do it, you need to overcompensate. You need something to prove. And if that's the case, that I think is not only a narcissistic trait, but a very much a uh, sign of lack of self-love. It is quite the opposite of what we are talking about. And I think that's the point Kelsey's trying to make. It is the opposite. It's a lack of self-love. Think of anybody that in your life that you know who needs to tell you how successful they are. Are they the kind of person that needs to overcompensate? The answer is probably yes. Yeah. And I just want to interject here and place this as an overlay onto the whole episode. We're not saying that narcissists are bad people and self-lovers are good people. Absolutely it's not. it's easy to, you know, come to that conclusion based on the argument we're trying to make and while we're advocating for self-love. But we have to have a lot of compassion for narcissistic people because they don't just become like this for nothing. They don't right. adapt in this way for no reason. It happens usually because they grow up in a household where they feel or they learn that it's every man for themselves. And so from a young age, and the only way that they can get their needs met and get what they want and get love and affection is to manipulate others and to turn on the charm and to become, grow into this narcissistic adult. Okay, so people don't just choose to be narcissistic, right? It happens to them, unfortunately, because of really bad like relationship dynamics in their family growing up in their household and so they become like this so let's just place that blanket of compassion on the whole episode um i'm really if- hearing loudly <laughs> in my ears all of the survivors of narcissistic abuse being like screw them why do they get compassion <laughs> screw compassion and you know what we agree with that too because at the end of the day yeah i've been there all all you can do exactly <laughs> all you can do is stay in your lane, clean up your side of the street. And if that for you means having a little bit of compassion for your past relationship so that you can be a little freer from it, if that means you need to set very firm boundaries for those that just can't, uh, they just can't show you the love and respect and compassion that you deserve, then that's what you need to do. So we are never, ever on this show going to be like, this is what you got to do to live a good life. No, we're giving you options. We, we are 100% at the end of the day, only responsible for our path and whatever that path means for you to give you more freedom, ease, joy, fulfillment, love in your life. And oh my God, self-love is so important to that. So anyway, just want to put that out there. I, we've all, we all have that one person or maybe two in our past that we will never show compassion to because I'm just not that evolved. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes you know, maybe in the next life, but in this one, you know, you're not getting it. From well, me. I think compassion <laughs> too can be separate from like forgiving in the three. Of course. Yes. <laughs> you know, you can still extend compassion to someone from afar and never, ever want to see mm-hmm. their fucking face again. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let's make that very clear. <laughs> and when we swear, it's because we're talking to our past selves. Okay. <laughs> like trying to heal, but no, it's true. And, and I, I definitely agree. Compassion and, and just being able to acknowledge, not under, not, not be empathetic towards, not show love for, acknowledge that nobody just wakes up and is going to screw you over. Like, that's just not how it works. They, there's a lot that has to happen for the experience. And we also can't ignore the fact, Oh, I might get, I might get in trouble for this one. (laughs) Hold on. We can't ignore the fact, Kelsey, be with me here. Okay. Take my hand from the higher perspective that it's that, that on some level, our souls know what they are doing. Okay. And there is an agreement on all sides for every experience don't come at me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Actually, there's someone else who agrees with you. I was just reading an article on this. So last night in preparation to do research for this episode, I was reading a Teal Swan article and she has a couple of videos and articles that are pretty uh, controversially stating that to be codependent and to be a narcissist is the same thing, but on opposite ends of the spectrum. And she's explaining how from a law of attraction perspective, perspective how narcissists and codependents always find each other because the key vibrational element that they both are vibrating at is a lack of self-love and that's what makes them a perfect vibrational match and also they are compatible not in a healthy way but in the sense of you know the codependent is the overgiver and the narcissist is the overtaker yeah 
Right. I mean, so I think I anyone think can agree supports, with that. That supports your argument and what you were saying of from a universal standpoint, there are some agreements going on here that consciously and from a people perspective, from your yourself in this body perspective, you're probably not super stoked about, but you know, on some level, you may have had a hand or at least vibrationally, there is a reason why it's our a souls know what we're doing for your highest. So yeah, good. I thought that was interesting. The whole, cause you know, people make codependent people out to be like, Oh, such the victim, but really they're kind of playing the same game as the narcissist, but it's a little more covert, mm-hmm. um, which we won't get into that. That's for another episode. But what I do want to get into is according to what website am I on clevelandclinic.org, Uh, the traits of a narcissist. So we can go through each one and dissect and I will, you know, Lindsay and I will kind of spell out how this is very different from loving yourself in a healthy, wholesome way, not in a way where you are better or more important than other people, but in a way where you are important in the world, just like everybody else. So here we go. According to Ah, this website, healthcare providers diagnose NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, when you have at least five of the following characteristics. So the first one says overinflated sense of self-importance. Like we said, people who genuinely love themselves, they don't think they're more important than other people, which I think is what they mean by overinflated How do you know if somebody has an overinflated view of self-importance? How do you know? Well, you know because they either tell you or you (laughs) see them act that way, in which case you you end up believing that. Uh, So if they're telling you or they're acting this way, that means they're overcompensating, which is exactly what we were saying. So if they're if they're showing it in any way that tells you it's overinflated, it's a lack, guys. Okay, go. Okay, so the next one, this one was interesting. Actually, okay, I'm going to read it to you and then I'll tell you my thoughts. So it says another um, characteristic that people use to diagnose narcissists is constant thoughts about being more successful, powerful, smart, loved, or attractive than others. Thoughts? How do you know someone's thoughts? We need to figure this out. Right. First of all, how are you getting into these people's heads? Second of all, I actually Unless don't think this is really true. I think if narcissists have these thoughts, that it's like a thought that they've built in their mind so many times to overcompensate for the tr- their true belief, which is like the exact opposite. So if they believe that they are unlovable because of their family dynamic, or they believe that they can't be successful, then they're going to overcompensate by birthing a part inside of themselves. It's like, I can do anything. I'm better than anyone to try and, you know, like drown out the true limiting belief, mm-hmm. which we all do with different things to certain degrees. But I actually don't think that narcissists have comp- constant thoughts that like are so, you know, confident. I don't think that at all. I Maybe think not. that they're lacking in them a lot. Well, well, he, yes. And, and here again, 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 uh, I, the reason we looked up this definition and the reason Kelsey's reading it now is because before we hit record, I wanted to make sure that we weren't using narcissist the way that society has, it's just such a blanket term, right? right. For People all will say anything and everyone is a narcissist. So we're going off like the more clinical definition, here. the more clinical definition. And also again, we are no, in no way medically trained. Anybody that comes to me as a narcissist is out of my scope as a hypnotherapist. So I would need to be working with a psychologist or a psychiatrist in order to even treat somebody with narcissistic personality disorder. And I wouldn't, I just wouldn't because it's not my thing. It's not what I desire to do. So I don't do it. There's a reason that it is out of scope. So take what we're saying as you will with a grain of salt, throw it all out if you want. But I think it's important to have different perspectives when we're talking about something because there is a lot that psychologists do not know. Nobody knows everything. I don't care what job you're in. You don't know everything. And we, at 10 years down the line, 20, you're going to realize everything you don't know, especially in the mental health field. So we're going to keep chugging along, throw it out if you want, but I think this is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So another one says feelings of superiority and desire to only associate with high status people. (laughs) That's kind of funny. So feelings of superiority. Yeah, is basically, you know, the same self-importance, superiority, meaning you feel that you are better than other people, more deserving than other people, more whatever than other people, when really to love yourself is not to think that you're superior to other people, it's to just celebrate your awesomeness. It's like the same way that we don't say that an orange is better than like a lemon, 
they're too different to compare. They're two completely different things, right? So you wouldn't say like, I'm better than such and such. Maybe Mm -hmm. like at playing the piano, you might be better than someone. Like that would be a fact, right? Or maybe like Lindsay and I are better at podcasting than someone who's never done it. But that doesn't mean fundamentally as a person, we are better or more valuable or more deserving. And when you have a healthy sense of self-love, you can actually heal your deserving wounds, your wounds of unworthiness and your wounds of feeling like everyone else is better than you. Mm-hmm. It's a delusion in either scope. If you're a narcissist and you think you're better than everyone, that's delusional. And also, if you think everyone else is better and more deserving than you, that's another delusion. But somehow, see, that's the that is so good. And somehow that the latter is so much more acceptable as society. Like it's okay if you don't love yourself, but if you love yourself too much, you might be a nar- like. When did we learn that? When well, did I that think become the story true? that you told at the beginning was like the seed for that Ugh. to be planted forever and ever. But we're ever and we're ever. taking the weeds out today, guys. We are picking <laughs> these weeds out of the garden. <laughs> so redonk, you guys. Okay, go. Uh, so another one: need for excessive admiration. Right. See that this is, that this is, is the just, energy vampire coming into play. <laughs> that is just textbook. Yeah. Who who needs attention if they? are giving it to themselves in, in abundance. Who needs attention from others? Who needs to tell people how important they are? Who needs to show, I'm going to show you how big my truck is, but don't make me take my pants off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm sorry. But you know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to let you see what I want you to see, because don't you dare look behind the curtain that screams that to me. When you say, when, when I read stuff like this, it's like the need to tell people how important you are. Don't, ever look behind the curtain because you will see something I do not want you to see. Basically in reading this, it's really just outlining a very insecure person. And I think when you build up your self-worth in a healthy way and you love yourself in a healthy way, you feel more secure. You feel more I feel so bad for people driving big trucks. I'm so sorry. (laughs) If you drive, I have no predispositions or no presuppositions about what you're carrying. I just, it's just something I heard when I was a kid. (laughs) Maybe not a kid. Maybe I did hear it when I was a kid. I don't know. I had a mess of childhood, but it's just like, it's just something you hear. I know we all have our own examples of like, if you're showing me this, then this tells me this about you kind of thing. So it's just one example. I'm sorry. If you have a, you need to stop apologizing. It's fine. It's our podcast. We're allowed to say whatever we want. People wanna, probably think it's funny. Don't worry. I don't you worry too the much. big truck guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So the next one, sense of entitlement, which is, you know, same thinking you're better, more deserving than other people. Um, this one's interesting. There's some juice here to talk about. This one says, Willingness to take advantage of others to achieve goals, which is what we said. Yeah, don't which step on people. I actually think a lot of narcissists, yes, some do this knowingly, but I think a lot do this unknowingly because they're not mm. connected to other people. They're not attuned. Does it to say the knowingly around them? It no, it just says willingness to take advantage willingness. of others to achieve goals. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I think that I agree. A with. lot of narcissists are doing it knowingly, and a lot are doing it unknowingly. But in either case, narcissists can't attune to other people's emotions and feelings. They're not going to take you in as a part of themselves. I'll tell you that much, which is why to date one is like the most suffocating, debilitating experience and why a lot of women end up at my self-love retreats because they just divorce from a freaking narcissist who like ruined their their sense of self. So I get it. Trust me. But when you love yourself, you are definitely not willing to take advantage of others to achieve your own goals. Because when you love yourself, like I said, on the macro, you love all, you love everyone. It's a spiritual experience of oneness. So to hurt someone else, to take advantage of someone else would just be to be hurting yourself. Yeah. And I think people who really genuinely love themselves, they don't do that at least without, not without feeling pain in themselves. And I think it's just as an aside, I think it's because part of it is because when you do love yourself, you actually get to experience the the absolute abundance of love that there is out there like you're experiencing love in its most potent pure form self-love I think is one of the most potent uh self-loves you can have because you need nothing else outside of you and so when you experience that abundance you know that abundance exists everywhere so when someone else succeeds it's not like oh they're taking from me it's oh my gosh Abundance has just expanded even more. There's enough for everyone always, all the time. And that is a level of peace that I wish on everyone because when you can stop worrying about there being enough for you, 
it's just so freeing. And so the, the opposite end that the lack of would be like, oh, I have to do it because if they do it, they're taking it off my plate when that is, that's another delusion. It's just non-existent. So the basis of self-love is realizing that there, there is abundance of love and success and money and everything, everything. There's no lack. And that's very powerful to believe. Hey, Lindsay here. What if I told you, you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy, mindset hacks, and courses right at your fingertips anytime you want it. It's all inside my Align Your Mind membership. Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved, and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. If you're a fan of it, sushi is incredible, but gas station sushi, not so much. Finding the right sushi makes all the difference, and the same goes for finding the right doctor. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood, one that makes you feel like you're in good hands, you're supported, and that you're heard, even if you're just telling them about your favorite sushi place. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. Find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. Now, when you walk into that doctor's office, you're already set to meet someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that's right for you, and book an appointment, in person or remotely, that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash V-I-B-I-N and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash V-I-B-I-N. Speaking of lack, the next characteristics of oh, a narcissist, shit. according to the Cleveland Clinic, is lack of understanding and consideration for other people's feelings and needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I would say people who are lacking in the self-love department have a lack of understanding and consideration for their own feelings and needs. Mm-hmm. Which you is, know. again, more acceptable. What Which is actually like the definition... <laughs> You know, a narcissist is lacking in self-love and the way that they treat themselves is how they treat other people. They're wait, so wait. unloving to other people. Narcissists are unloving to other people because they're unloving to themselves. That's but how the they opposite, relate to themselves. Which is interesting because the opposite then isn't true. Because if you have a lack of self-love, you will, you almost overcompensate with other people. You, those are the, not always, of course, but they tend to be doormats. They tend to be yes people. They never say, they never feel comfortable saying no. They're people pleasers, you know? So it is interesting that the opposite wouldn't be true. Basically, it? it's not beneficial to you or anyone around you if you have a lack of understanding and consideration for other people's feelings and needs, or if you have a lack of understanding and consideration for your own needs. Yeah. So either way, it's not, it's not the best. But <laughs> when you're practicing a healthy sense, um, a healthy self-love, like, especially I know the way that I teach self-love and help people cultivate more of, it's a lot of working with your feelings and your needs. And yeah. in order to work with your feelings and your needs, you become attuned to your emotional body and you figure out what you need and you figure out how to ask for it in healthy and direct ways. Unlike narcissists who have to use manipulation as the tool to get what they need because mm -hmm. they don't know how to get it in a direct way or a healthy way. Yeah. So doing feeling work around your feelings and healing in that way, like we always talk about on the show, will make you like the total opposite of this. You will never have a lack of understanding or consideration for other people's feelings when you're so good with feelings in yourself that you can recognize that in everyone else. 
Okay, I have I have a bomb to drop on everyone right now. Drop it's it. It's a good one, girl. <laughs> I will I will it's a it's a declaration, okay? The more healthy self-love that you can cultivate and and take in as ownership of yourself, self-love, self-ownership, the less likely and the more far away you get from narcissistic behavior. Holy shit. Beautiful summary. Yes, that's exactly what I've been trying to say, but you just said it so eloquently. Just <laughs> I take one idea and I make it like 17 sentences. <laughs> that was great. No, that was one sentence. That was really good. Oh, good. Yeah, I that definitely- That was pure channel from the universe, agree. guys. Yeah. Right into your ears. There you Channeling go. the truth right there. It's true. I, and it's absolutely true. Anyone who loves themselves will tell you that. Anyone who has a healthy relationship with themselves will tell you. They might even like- snicker at the idea of ever thinking that they're going to become a narcissist because it is so on the opposite side of where they are. This piece too, the lack of understanding and consideration for other people's feelings and needs is so interesting to me because as a self-love coach and advocate, it's kind of like compassion bootcamp 101. Like I'm teaching people how to have compassion for themselves. And this literally blesses everyone in their lives, which is why I think self-love is so important to teach because like when people learn how to have compassion for themselves, when you can learn how to forgive yourself, when you can learn how to give grace to yourself, it's second nature for you to give that to everyone around you. Mm -hmm. You become so practiced at it with yourself that you're like a master at relating with other people in your life in the best yeah. way. Like you can yeah. be the most supportive person to other people. You can really hold space for other people and their feelings. You can directly ask them what they need, check in with them the same way that you've learned to do it with yourself. So like your relationship with yourself is going to be outwardly reflected back to you via your real life relationships, always yep. to different degrees in different ways with different people. But I just think that one is so interesting. And that's like really demonstrates how opposite narcissism is from true self-lovery. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is interesting. Uh, I was, when I was saying the most potent, pure version of of love is, is self-love. I immediately in my head was like, but what about the love I have for my kids? Like, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, that is the most profound, but you know how people say having kids is the most like egotistical. I've heard people say egotistical, selfish thing you can do because you're just wanting more of you to be walking around. And it's funny because of course they're different souls and it's a mix of my husband and I, but I love them on such a level. I didn't know it existed before. And I think it's comparable. Of course, it's different because they're outside of my body. But it is funny that like that is this, if the one of the most powerful forms of love I've ever experienced. It, it, will, it will cripple you with joy. I'm not kidding. It's, hor it's, it's hor horrible and beautiful at the same time with how mm -hmm. like they just have me wrapped around their finger. But it is funny because I was just saying it is a form of self-love, I think. I do. I agree. I don't think it's bad in any way, uh, but I think that it is because I, I I look for parts of me and my kids always. Does he have my eyes? He has my hair color. You know, whose nose does he have? Whose ears? And it's just, it's one of those things. It's just funny when you, I think parents will understand or even, you know, anyone who, who can remember in a past life being a parent will be able to relate. It's a different, it's just so potent. It's weird guys. Well, and I think what you're talking about is a beautiful practice on any level of trying to see yourself in someone or something Absolutely. else. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. like if you got into nature and see a butterfly and try and think of how you guys are the same, you know, yeah. filled with the yeah. same spirit, the same consciousness, maybe that butterfly loves adventure and you do too, you know, and you can feel connected to it in that way. Or like at my retreats, I always have us like sit in a circle and just play this game where we say, I'm the same as you because... Mm -hmm. And like, I could just look at Lindsay and be like, I'm the same as you because I love helping people and I'm a brunette and I'm a girl and I have periods and, you know, I have anxiety and sometimes I, I get say stressed, and, but it can be literally anything big or small, good or bad. Yeah. Noticing how you're the same as others or other things, other beings on the planet is one of the most like beautiful, connective spiritual practices you can do. And I especially recommend it for people who feel lonely or disconnected or misunderstood. Okay, here's a, here's what we're going to do right now, Kels. Okay. And I'm I really want the listeners to do this. It, it's not going to be easy. You might it might be like nails on a chalkboard, but this is why we need <laughs> to do it. Okay, think of 
think of the person in your life, or maybe just somebody you know of, they could be a celebrity, whatever, I don't care, that you're just like, I cannot stand this person. I just can't. Ooh, this is good. I like this. This is so good. Now we're going to do a little thing and we're going to say how we are the same as them. And I am getting so mad thinking, <laughs> but I'm going to well, do think it. Of like I'm going to do your worst it. enemy. Or let's say if like, if you're really like into your political party, like think of someone on the opposite yeah. side, oh, like how yeah. are you the same as that person? You might be like, oh, I'm not the same as them at all, but that's not true. That's they not still true. have to eat. They still have to poop. They still have to drink water. They have fears. They care deeply about things. They have people in their lives that they love. They have everything the same as you, except maybe that one or two belief difference. And you don't have to say who you're thinking of, Kels, but do you want to say? Oh, you want me to do it too? Okay. I want to do it live. Yeah, let's do it. For sake of, especially like, you know, to all the ladies out there who have suffered at the hand of a narcissistic, like abusive Mm -hmm. partner, um, I'll choose, I'll choose my toxic ex, toxic quote unquote. Okay. So how are you the same and try, try to stay away from superficial stuff. Like they have to eat too, but if yeah. you need to start there, yes, start there. But if you can go a couple steps further, I would like, and I know Kelsey's been doing this, so she's going to be great at it. How are you the same as Voldemort? <laughs> <laughs> we don't say his real name. I always, I, always ref- <laughs> I refer to him as he who must not be named. Just like I call Voldy. him the Brazilian storm, but I think even that is giving too much away. Um, but yeah, so I'm it sounds like, as- it sounds like a stripper name. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, he could have been a magic Mike type person. I mean, if you would have seen his body, it was very beautiful. Um, I'm the same as him because I have a part of me that is very anxious. I'm the same as him because I also have a part of me that's very sad. I'm the same as him because sometimes I have to lean a lot on other people around me. I'm the same as him because I moved to Ohio by myself, not knowing anyone the same way that he did, which was really crazy and brave. Um, I'm the same as him because I'm always chasing a better quality of life, which is what he was doing when I met him. Um, I'm the same as him because I genuinely want to be loved. I'm the same as him because I um, come from like a multicultural background mm-hmm. from Latin America. Um, yeah. Should I keep going? I think that's great. I think you've given everybody a lot of different examples to go off of that they've probably been like, oh yeah, that's true for me too. Um, yeah, that's good. You see? And you're still alive. Everybody, you're still alive. We can do this. And again, this cultivates what compassion. It doesn't ever connection. say c- connection and in it. And it doesn't say I'm accepting what they did. I'm okay yeah. with it. I forgive them. No, that is not anything that you have to do unless you genuinely feel like you want to, uh, or that it's good for you. But this is simply just, they're not a different species. They're, they're, they're me, but living a different experience. Right. We're all a lot more similar than we would like to think. Okay, so Lindsay, your turn. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm kind of flipping between two people, and I don't know which would be the better example. Do but the I'm one you use... hate the, the most. Do the one you hate more. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, because I don't really hate this person anymore. I do. I don't know if I hate anybody, but in terms well, of like, you know what like, I mean. Hate I do, meaning I do. like we always hate things or people that have caused us pain. So we feel a very strong negative energy towards them. I will connect. Oh God, I'm getting shivers. I will Good. connect with, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be a little specific. I'm going to connect with a Supreme Court justice. Okay. <laughs> someone who's wronged you and your belief yes, system. Someone okay. who has caused a lot of pain mm-hmm. uh, recently, mm-hmm. but I don't know who they are. So I'm just going to connect with the energy of I don't know, you know, okay. you don't so know you're just going to find ways that you're the same as them, even though you don't personally know them. This is a good exercise. Yeah. And I wanted to pick somebody that was different than yours too. Uh, I am the same as he or she, because I have beliefs, <laughs> right? I want the... <laughs> Here, I let want... me help you with the No, I got one. it. I got it. Okay. I want the, I want the best for everybody based on how I view what the best would be. 
Right. You believe that your idea is the best one for everyone the same way they believe that their idea is the best for everyone. Indeed. And I really want to say that the difference is my (laughs) beliefs are never going to be shoved down your throat and made as laws. Okay. So that you, okay, let's go back to the, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Okay. Mm, So how you're the same as them. How I'm the same. How else are you the same? As I have person? a human body. <laughs> think, yeah, think basic. Go broad. Wait, we're gonna if go. You basic. Can't think of anything. Go broad. We're gonna go. Uh, okay. Uh, do they have a family? Don't know. Don't freaking care. No, they I'm have just... a job. <laughs> they have a family. They have a job. <laughs> they they have people they love, and I'm sure that they they believe in doing what they view as the right thing. <sighs> I think. I have to believe that. To watch the eye I, rolling I, is unmatchable. I fall today. Um, yeah, they they the only thing that I really feel can that I can that I should be connected with them on is that they have beliefs they feel will better the world. They really do, and I have to believe it's not just for money or for political gain. I have to believe that they do truly believe this. Uh, that it will be better for people. Mm-hmm. How it will be, I don't understand. Uh, I don't well, get focusing it. on the exercise. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm going to take away from this retreat pure happiness, new friends, new amazing friends, and the confidence to live my life again. My favorite part, because it's the most important part, is the healing. I don't remember a time when I was more embraced and cradled and there was an angel in every single woman in this group for me. Every person deserves to have this experience, to have this awakening and to feel fulfilled in their life. I could not have asked for a better six days of my life. You become a better person, you meet awesome people, you go home with a whole new tribe of soul sisters. If you're thinking about doing this, do it. There's no reason not to. This October, I'm taking a select group of women to Mexico to experience themselves in a whole new light. Not only will we be doing the healing work, creating mindset shifts, and learning self-love tools, We will also be playing on the beach, resting by the pool, and bonding together in sisterhood. If you're feeling ready for the girls' trip of a lifetime, join us. You can apply today at kelseyaida.com slash retreat. Space is limited, so take inspired action now. And a pro tip, you can invite a friend to save $500 each on enrollment. I'll see you in paradise. See you guys, I'm right there with you. This is not easy, but it's not I think the it's the easiest important. practice. But it gets it is easier important. the more you do it. And I think when you can do it with anyone or anything on a really basic level, like I always mm-hmm. tell my clients, like even when you're in the grocery store and you see someone super different than you standing in front of you in line, you can just play the game mentally, like, okay, I'm the same as this person because we both need to eat food. I'm the same as this person because I'm about to go home and feed my family with this food. We chose the same line, guys. Right. We chose the yeah. same line at the same grocery store at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can go really quantum with it and be like, whoa, we are the I same. I got it. I got the best one. And this okay. can be good. This can be good for anyone at any time. Okay. We both chose this human experience at this time on earth to create change and ripple effects that will be lasting. Now, whether those good are one. good or bad is not important because that's <laughs> zooming out. Nothing's good or bad anyway. So there's that, but, uh, yeah, you, you, you have, you have an agreement to come here at this exact same time and experience what you're experiencing because it is all for a purpose and a greater good. In my opinion, it is, Mm -hmm. it truly is. Yeah. I like like that. So practice that. It's really uh, beneficial. Do it with us. Uh, Maybe if you need to pause or do it in a journal entry, it's really beneficial too. Um, You definitely don't have to say this to their face. You can just keep this to yourself. It probably is easier and feels better that way. Um, But to wrap up the narcissistic uh, (laughs) characteristics here, there's actually one left that we didn't get to. 
Um, we can just go through it quickly. And that is arrogant or snobby behaviors and attitudes. So Lindsay, this is exactly the same thing. Where does arrogance come from? A lack of confidence. Why do you, why do bullies need to bully? Why do they need to bully? Because they have extreme self-esteem issues and they don't want to be focused on. So they're going to focus on someone else. Sorry, Kelsey, you go. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, arrogant or snobby behaviors and attitudes. So Lindsay, I was going to ask you Mm -hmm. when you've met people who are genuinely self-loving, would you categorize them as arrogant or snobby? No. And I actually wrote down a note that we can dive into because I think that we're both going to say the same thing. Okay. I think, I think, uh, what, well, what I wrote down is arrogant and snobby, like, Yeah. A lot of, a lot of things can be said. It's 11, 11, by the way. Uh, but I think that what we've said on the show before is that when somebody is, when you're with somebody and they're telling you their accomplishments and they genuinely seem proud of themselves, if you see that genuine accomplishment as arrogance, what is that saying about you? Like, how did they make you feel and why? I think that when somebody is genuinely proud of themselves, when a child comes up to you and says, look what I drew, isn't it great? You don't say, that's arrogant. <laughs> I hope you <laughs> right. don't say that to a child. You say, totally. oh my God, look at this because they're genuinely proud of themselves. Look at what they accomplished. If somebody passes the bar exam, you don't go, hmm, yeah, toot your own horn much. No, <laughs> it's an accomplishment. Why are we suddenly feeling offended you know, and, and I'm not saying this happens, but it, it, it all the time, but it does happen sometimes where what is that saying about me if I feel less than because somebody has accomplished a great thing? Did they tell me that I wasn't worth anything? Did they tell me that I couldn't do it? Or are they just focusing on what they did? Right? That's the line that we talked about when you're stepping on someone else to make yourself feel better. It's that's no bueno. If you're just talking about your accomplishments, like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself. I can't believe I did this, whatever it might be. And you're feeling a certain type of way about it. That has nothing to do with them at all. It is something that you have a responsibility to look at. And we all have been there. I'm not coming at anybody. I promise we've all been there. But when somebody is acting this, or sorry, when somebody is expressing this pride and joy and confidence, it should give you permission to then be proud of something that you have. It should show you that it's okay. It should show you that, oh my gosh, I want some of that. What am I, what have I done recently that I can be proud of? And I'm going to celebrate that too. We all have those things. And if there's anything, nothing wrong with a little self-celebration, okay? Absolutely Let not. us just say that loud and clear. Celebrate it all, you guys. <laughs> there's like, that's the point. Okay. And, and you, you will know how it feels. If somebody says to you, you're acting kind of arrogant and it's too confident. Really like take it with a grain of salt because it's probably their stuff that's coming up. If you're genuinely just proud of yourself and you're not saying, look at me, I'm better than you because of this, which obviously is not good. But if you're just proud of yourself and someone's coming at you like that, it's them, okay? It's their fears. It's, it's their limiting to beliefs. say, I'm great. Look at what I did versus I'm better than everyone else <laughs> exactly. because I did this. Those are two very different energies. Exactly. Okay? You're allowed to celebrate yourself and celebrate everyone else for all their amazing accomplishments, wisdom, beautiful energy that they radiate into the world. Like if you're yeah. threatened by that, then you need to do some work. If you're threatened by that, it's a huge signal loving signal from yourself and the universe to look at that and and decide if that's the true reflection of who you are and who you would like to be authentically. I'm sure nobody wants to be the person that feels upset when someone else succeeds. I'm sure you're the type of person that wants to feel like, yeah, they can do that. Now I know that I can do that because it's it exists in the world that I live in. So why can't I do it too? It's your permission slip to be freaking awesome in everything and all that you are because we all get to do that. This is such a good conversation. I am obsessed. Permission to be awesome. Permission (laughs) to celebrate yourself. Permission to love yourself. You will not turn into a narcissist. We promise you. Narcissism is the opposite of self-lovery in the best way. And I think this is a good place to wrap up and go over to the Patreon. Okay, I agree. And before we go, I want to invite everybody who isn't a Patreon member to become a Patreon member for many, many reasons. But today you can become a member and tell us who you connected with. You don't have to say who it is, 
but you can just type out a few reasons why they're the same as you. We all inspire someone else to do it. We all need a little help with that, I think. And list something in the Patreon that you're really proud of underneath this episode. Go give us a comment of something that you've done recently or something that you want to do that you're going to be so proud of when you do it or that you have done and you're so proud of yourself because we all deserve to be proud of ourselves. You know, I read something recently that you shouldn't tell your kids you're proud of them, but I mean, you can, but you should also say, are you, are you really proud of yourself? You should be so proud of yourself because that instills self autonomy, self, uh, what's the word sovereignty, I think is one of the words I'm looking for, but it kind of empowers them to be okay being proud of themselves. So I always tell my kids, oh, I'm so proud. You did such a great job. Are you proud of yourself? No, yep, I'm very proud of myself. Good, you should be proud of yourself. That's amazing. And I hope that we practice a little bit of that with ourselves too. So go tell me something you're proud of. Go tell me who you connected with uh, and why you're the same as them. We wanna know. And we're gonna head over there to give you some more juicy stuff. Yay. Oh, I said it. I hate the word and I said it. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you. That's you what are. when you record like 150 something episodes with someone else. Spend I'm a lot swearing of time together, more. Start talking like each other. I mean, I think that's pretty understandable. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but yeah, juicy stuff over at the Patreon, patreon.com slash high vibe. That's where we post all the video versions of these episodes. They're always extended versions of the episodes. So you get a little bit more content from us every week. And depending on the tier that you join, there's different stuff that you can get from us. So different bonuses Mm -hmm. and goodies and things like that. But for as little as three bucks a month, you can join to support the show and join the community and watch the extended episodes. That's less than one coffee a month. Just (laughs) Don't you love when investing advice is like, if you would have starved yourself of one coffee a day for your whole life, you would have made $2 million in compound. Okay. That's depressing. (laughs) I know, but I think you're (laughs) Uh, your selling of the one coffee a month was just like way better than when people are like well if you don't drink coffee for every day of your life you would save this much money I'm just like I need coffee I do need coffee but for less than a cup of coffee yes yes okay less than a cup of coffee you can support the show and have more fun with us over there and as far as self-love resources we have many so Lindsay do you have any like hypnosis audios that would help people with this or something in your membership that like ties into I do. the self-love theme? Okay. I actually have, well, I have a couple, I haven't dove in and done a self-love toolkit, but I do have self-love adjacent things. So I have a worthiness hypnosis, which does talk about self-love a lot. It's just one audio, but I also have a toolkit for inner healing one and two. And I also have uh oh shoot, there's another one that I'm thinking of that I can't remember, but the inner healing one really does for lack of naming it that way. It really is focused on coming back home to yourself, reconnecting and cultivating that self-empowerment, self-love that we all really need. So uh, there's, it's a two-parter. There's a lot that goes into those two. So you can find those in the membership, lindsayrobinson.com. And then there'll be a tab for membership. You can read all about it, take a peek inside the membership and hopefully join because you get all my stuff, all my digital products, things that I should I mean, I've been told I should be selling them for like 300 bucks a piece, but they're all included for one monthly payment of the membership. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an important investment if you do want to love yourself, if you do want to achieve your goals and kind of decide what your mind believes, then it's a great thing to have. Yes. Okay. So inside the membership, Lindsay has some tools. Um, I just read a new book called The Mini book of self-love for the modern woman and I've actually been giving it away for free so if you guys what? would like to download a copy of that yeah it's a mini book so it's like 40 page like you could probably Cute. read it in one to two sittings um I know it's so different right like who writes a mini book but I thought it was great because then you don't have to sit through a big long book and you just you know this absorb is Kelsey, the wisdom. okay she'll be like <laughs> on a Friday she'll be like oh I'm done with work happy weekend and then on Monday she'll be like wrote a book sorry wrote a book and went to Mexico I'm telling you, I'm a book writing machine. So yeah, I just wrote this book. It's brand new. It's awesome. And in it, I share some of my best, most potent practices for loving yourself. And it's basically like the core of how I teach self-love to my one-on-one clients and at my retreats and in my program called Radical Self-Love. So that's a free resource. That's like a great place to get started. I will link to it in the show notes. Um, And then of course- You should give it away in Patreon. Oh yeah, I'll put it there for everyone to download. That's a good idea. Okay, thank you for the reminder. And um, more premium self-love offerings would be obviously come to my retreat. It'll be epic. I know you hear the commercials every week unless you fast forward through them, in which case you're missing out because the retreat's awesome. 
and I'll link to that. And then I also have a program called Radical Self-Love. That's an online video course. That's epic. Lindsay's been through it. It's Lindsay approved. And it really just walks you through a bunch of practices. So it's not like, it's not like this is what self-love is. It's like, here's how to do it. We're going to do it right now. And it's like 15 minutes a day guiding you through that stuff. So I'll link to all this in the show notes. We have so many resources for you guys. And of course, there's a million more episodes on the show yeah. about self-love. If you just like search self-love, have admin it, probably a bunch will come up. So yeah, we just are really advocating for you to love yourself because we know that it makes life much better, much healthier. It improves all your relationships. It helps you let in all the manifestations that you could ever create. And yeah, I'm just running out of breath for how awesome it is. There's no downside, guys. There's no downside. And you're not going to become a narcissist. I promise. You still, hopefully this helps. You still might be a little scared or a little, have a little, we're not expecting you to erase all the fear of whatever today, but just be open to the idea that you can have it all. It can feel really good and you can help the world because what was the, who was the person on our show uh, who said one enlightened person affects what 17,000 people because the energy is so vibrant and alive that people feel it. It's a ripple effect. So if one person can love themselves and be out in the world, people will feel that and you will give them permission to love themselves. And we're not creating a world of narcissists. In fact, quite the opposite. I would be very, very uh, not surprised at all if a rise in self-love gave to a lowering of narcissistic behavior. It's just what I think is going to happen. Anyway, love it. Let's go. Okay. We're going to Patreon. Bye guys. Have a great week. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our high vibe community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe every week, we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes. If you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at Lindsay Robinson and at Kelsey Aida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also, leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.